All right. In three, two, one. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 130 up. Well, we're starting that over. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 137th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. My name is SBJ, and with me today, I have the ever-lovely Travis. Oh, thank God we don't have Will with us today. I can I can finally eat what I want to and not be judged. I'll just whip out my, my secret Twinkie stash from under my microphone. Um, I'll just cook up all the grease I can. It's Healthy living is going to be... Out of the door this time. Out of the window. It's done diddly done for. That's right. Uh, no will with us today. Just uh, just Travis and myself uh, to spread the gospels of Lord Helix for you guys today. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. If you are a new listener to It's Super Effective, we haven't done this in a while. Uh, we just want to give you a rundown of how the show works. Well, welcome if this is your first episode. Uh, regrettably, it will probably be your last but uh, <laughs> but I uh, I host the show. Uh, my name is SBJ, as everyone calls me, or that's short for Steve. And Travis is usually on uh, pretty much every episode, co-hosting away. Yeah, most of them. And what we normally do is we talk about some Pokemon news in the beginning, then we take a quick break, and then we come back and we talk about some sort of feature topic, and then we take another break. And then we usually run down final thoughts and our Pokemon of the week. Uh, this week's going to be a little different because there's no news. Uh, well, there is a bunch of news, but that all, all, the, all that news is in regards to Twitch Plays Pokemon, uh, <laughs> which we there, talked there's about. Some, there's some like actual Pokemon news, though. Yeah, there's a little bit, uh, but we are going to talk about uh, the majority about Twitch Plays Pokemon. Yeah. This will be the most uh, the most time sensitive episode. The episode that will be the most irrelevant uh, in, in the quickest amount of time. <laughs> that's right. Surprisingly, though, a lot of our listeners listen to old episodes, so that's pretty cool. Not me, though. I only listen. They'll to They'll skip right past this one. <laughs> Not me. I listen to the newest of new podcasts. Just before we jump right into, before we jump into things. Uh, PokemonPodcast.com is down right now. It's uh, getting uh, its long-needed revision uh, that I was working on uh, for several hours last night, and I'll probably work on it again for the next few nights. So it should be up by the end of the week. And uh, in relation to that, uh, while I am uh, making the site better for you guys, uh, there is a casting call, uh, or whatever you guys want to call it, for uh, we are looking for new writers, uh, new editors to manage those writers, uh, proofreaders, if you don't like to write but you like to uh, criticize, criticize other people's grammar. Uh, we are also looking for uh, just minor designers, nothing special, but if you, know how to, uh, if you know how to add a drop shadow to a Pokemon, that would probably be uh, the most design we are looking for. 
Uh, if you have Microsoft Paint, though, that's not going to cut it. Um, so we're looking for a couple of volunteers to help with the site so we can provide uh, pretty much daily content and bring you guys more of a hub to go back to when we are not recording. Help with that in any regards. Uh, just shoot me an email. It's sbj at pkmncast.com. Uh, that will uh, just let me know that you listen to the show and that's what you want to do and stuff. Oh, speaking of other things that you can do, uh, we are running a little Facebook thing. Uh, if you're not friends with us on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash pkmncast. But if you like and share our status about being on the show, you can possibly be on the show by doing so. So just jump over to Facebook, like and share the status that says that you want to be on episode 140, and we will pick one lucky person by March 1st uh, on Facebook, and they will be on uh, episode 140 with us. Maybe just Travis. No, it's just it's just gonna be uh, it's just gonna be a scam where they come on and it's just like them and Kenny, and Kenny's like, I don't know, I've never hosted the show before, I don't really know what to do, and then they just sit there for an hour and a half and it ends up going on some different feed and then it's super effective. <laughs> this isn't what I signed up for. It goes into our lost episode archive of just it goes into the right leftovers one. feed. <laughs> that feed, oh god, that feed's so old. Uh, well, uh, with that being said, let's just jump right into news. And Travis found the first bit of news. Uh, it looks like rumors are happening. Uh, it's not, nothing official yet, but apparently you will be able to download a free copy of Pokemon X and Y via Club Nintendo if you register any Nintendo 3DS XL or 2DS console plus a specific game. Uh, those games are, it looks like, Animal Crossing New Leaf, uh, the new Yoshi Island game coming out, Super Mario 3D Land, Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D, Mario Kart 7, um, and I believe Lego City Undercover, Lego City something, is taken from, it looks like a sales ad, and it's supposed to start in March in North America. Travis, real or fake? Uh, I think it's real. I mean, it looks real. That it does. Real enough. Do you think that's enough to, like, drive somebody out to purchase a console? Um, no, um, I don't know, like... I think I think it could push someone over the edge. What I think is strange about it is that for people like me who haven't even registered their 3DS yet, who just bought it and have been playing, which I don't think I have. I don't even know what that entails. Um, maybe I have. Um, but I'm, I'm guessing there are people out there who have just had their 3DS for a while and haven't registered it, so it could just like take advantage of the quote bundle, unquote, even though they haven't done anything yeah like they didn't do anything for the bundle yeah i think like my sister has 3ds that she hasn't registered and i have a unregistered copy of donkey kong country uh so that could be possible to get a free download code i would i would imagine though that at least any hardcore pokemon player would have already gotten a 2ds or a 3ds especially since uh most targets are still carrying the 2ds Pokemon bundle where you can get the 2DS and Pokemon for 150, but I I, yeah. I don't know of like people that are like I'm on edge for 3DS, but if I get one of these six games, I get a free copy of Pokemon. Like that'll do it. I don't know if 
if that would really do it, but it's definitely a nice incentive for... I feel like they would still need convincing from a friend or somebody to, to go out and buy this. And the more Pokemon players, the merrier. Uh, moving on to our next bit of news, and you might be more familiar with this than I am, but uh, last week we talked about some online battle tournaments, but it looks like uh, on Nintendo's official website in the UK that there is uh, some battle tournaments happening then for X and Y between uh, March 1st to April right. 5th. You want to explain the story a bit? Uh, yeah, I guess there's some sort of... Um, I, you probably ran into it more than I did. I just found the uh, the page for it. But I think it's... Um, yeah, is it just in the UK and it's some sort of uh, battle tournament? Because, um, you know, most of the events for BGC and stuff like that are centralized around North America, so it's cool that there's a little more going on elsewhere. Yeah, we we have a an online tournament going on right now, or starting soon, don't we? The U.S. or is that a world tournament? I don't know. I haven't heard of it. I could just be wrong. Let's see. Some of this is in French. Some of this is in English here. But it looks like uh, you have to be age thirteen and above, um, and it is apparently for new people. But uh, registration involves your first last name, birthday, email, phone number. Pretty much everything you need to do and if you uh are curious of where to find that if you are in uk i know we have a couple uk listeners uh like i said it's between march 1st through uh april 5th there's a grand finale battle on april 26th uh, you do need x and y and you can go to nintendo.co.uk um slash a whole bunch of pokemon gibberish at the end but i'm sure if you go to nintendo's uk website you'll see it right there yeah, it's one of the little tabs at the bottom, so pretty easy to find. Yeah, it's it's pretty easy to find. Um, and if you're in the UK, you probably know more about it than we do. Uh, but that's pretty much all we have for news. If you are on the TCG's, TCG side of things, they just showed two new theme decks for the Flash Fire. Uh, one features uh, Heliolisk, or however you say that, and uh, Meowstic. I think you got it. I think I got it. It might be the first ever on this show. Um, so it shows. Uh, so one of those two theme decks are coming out. Uh, they will. So Flashfire will be released on May seventh, and um, these starter decks are coming out with it. So like I said, one has Heliolisk on it, and the other has Meowstic, which is pretty cool that they're printing a Meowstic card because that means they are printing an Esper card, and that's what we care about. Uh, do we know what? what that set has in it. I mean, I know you mentioned before that it's, it's like all about the new Charizard or whatever, but do we know all the, all the other ones yet? Yeah, I could, uh, there's, uh, the Japanese already have it here for, um, flash fire. I'd have to go back a little bit to pull it up. Sure. But we could, we could probably go more in depth. But in, but in, ter- but in terms of like, ones that are important to know it's just the ones you mentioned last time like charizard and stuff yeah yeah exactly i mean there's a there's going to be a bunch to choose from but of course the only focus is going to be on charizard and pretty much anything that excels uh anything fire related which Mm -hmm. is i which is i mean i guess is good in the fire aspect because fire hasn't been really big since uh reshiram typhlosion when that deck was really big which is Actually, when I first started playing the game competitively. 
Yeah, but that's not really so much news, but rumors. Um, so we already saw Beyonce or uh, Deyonce. I oh, I almost said Beyonce. Uh, Deyonce, or uh, however you say that. Deyonce. Deyonce. Uh, I will probably always say Deyonce. Uh, Deyonce. Uh, we, so we saw that we talked about that last week. That is that new legendary Pokemon. It was one of right. three that was reverse engineered and found early in the game. With that being said, they we didn't. Uh, that would probably mean that Mega Latios and Mega Latias are then real, uh, because the same person who found right. those three legendary Pokemon also found Mega Latias and Latias, which would in terms make those real. Uh, so there is speculation, and I, I say that with air quotes that you can't see, that the reason yeah. there is Latios and Latias is because that's going to make the connection back to Hoenn and finally bring us a Ruby and Sapphire remake. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i not saying that it isn't an indicator of that, but it's like, it just seems like such a weird time for that. Yeah, I would. I mean, if you were to guess, would you? Wouldn't you guess we're gonna get? I mean, we we guessed gray version last time, and we were wrong. Yeah. But I'm really, I'm really thinking there's gonna be a Z version, based off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, given that Zygarde seems to be similar in a similar vein of like Giratina, where it was really unclear. Like, there's hardly because you could get Giratina and Diamond and Pearl, but. Um, it was just sort of there. It had like no, almost no lore connected to it. And then in platinum, it gets fleshed out a lot, obviously. Um, and I think a similar thing has to happen with Zygarde. Correct. I mean, it's just chilling up there in that one cave. Yeah. With really and no one ever talks about it. Yeah. I mean, in retrospect, the, the third Pokemon in black and white was Kyrium. Uh, but Kieran sure. had that split fusion thing where it blended with both Reshiram yeah. and Zekrom, which kind of made more sense for two games. Right. But Zygarde doesn't do any of that. Not that we know of. I mean, there could be there could be some form of Zygarde that we're not aware of. I mean, it took a long time to find those other forms of Kieran, I believe. Like, it took a long time for people to uncover that in the, yeah. in the data of Black White. Yeah, I'm really... I'm really confident in saying that we're probably not going to see a black and white two in this generation. X2Y2? Yeah, I'm, pr- I'm, I'm, I'm going to put my neck out there and say we're going to see Pokemon Z. But yeah. I, I would imagine that we would see Z before a Ruby and Sapphire remake, which makes the whole Megalatios and Megalatias connecting back to Ruby and Sapphire less likely to believe because I can't imagine that we're going to wait that long. Right. Yeah, but that we're going to wait that long for these two Pokemon that are already in the game code. So that's just my thoughts. And I think we talked a little bit, I mean, we mentioned Mega Latias and Latios before, and I think we were all a little disappointed that these Pokemon were getting Megas. <laughs> I like Latios and Latias. Aren't they very, oh. very, very similar when they Mega Evolve? They're both, like, purple? Yeah, they both look basic. Their Mega Evolutions look really, really silly. They look sort of like airplanes. Um, But in terms of, like, you know, how they operate with, like, in the game, like, how their stats work, I think they're both really interesting. Not because they're both just good, but um, 
But I like how one axe is more is a more defensive. I like how Latias is more defensive and Latias Latios is more offensive. Um, there was something. No, I'm just remembering this now. Um, there was more. There were people digging deeper into um, that bit of the game that had Mega Latios and Latias, and they were able to bring it like uh, get them into the game again and actually. Uh, look at their abilities and things this time. I believe um, Ladia, Mega Latias becomes Dragon Fairy or Psychic Fairy or, or one of the two. Uh, and then Latios gets Adaptability, I believe. I'm going to look this up to make sure. Um, yeah, so Mega Latios is Dragon Psychic still. Um, and it gets Adaptability, which is the move that makes it so that you don't just get times 1.5 for same type attack bonus. You get times two, um, which is a very, very great ability. Sounds pretty devastating. Yeah. <laughs> that, that sounds dig rat worthy. Yeah. It's dig rat worthy. Um, and then Megalodias gets dragon fairy, um, which for Megalodias, which uh, means that it only has... Uh, weakness to ice, steel, and poison, if I'm thinking correctly, and then immunity to dragon, um, which is a pretty good typing, actually. Um, and then it has the ability multi-scale, which is the one where if you have full HP, then you only take half damage from attacks. It's the one that Dream, that, um, Dream World Lugia has, as well as um, uh, Dragonite. So, pretty decent ability overall, or do you... Do you yeah, it's a, I, I really like that ability. Um, with some sort of recover move, and I know Latias gets either Roost or Recover, I don't remember which one it is. Um, it's, it's really hard to get around. Like, if you're able to get a Toxic off before having that multi-skill broken, you can just keep Roosting off the damage, and, you know, it's almost impossible to take down one hit. That's awesome. Uh, but competitive-wise, you can only have, of course, one, because you can only have one Mega Evolution. Right. Uh, speaking of Mega Evolutions, and this could be a little off-topic uh, a bit, but still Pokemon-related, uh, it seems like Mega, I want to say Mega Pinsir and Mega Ampharos see no love at all. Oh, I, I really like Mega Pinsir. Mega Ampharos... Um... Are you just talking about in terms of their usage? Yeah, just usage. I never see people mention them or really actually talk mm-hmm. about them. Mega Pinsir gets some use. Ampharos is just, you know, it has Mega Ampharos is the same problem that Ampharos does, right? It's just, it's too slow. Um, and, you know, there are faster electric types that do um, what it does a lot better. Um, the added dragon typing is cool, I guess. But it, you know, it it doesn't become that fantastic in its Mega Evolution. Mega Pinsir is pretty cool in that it gets the aerial aid ability, so you can have flying uh, and stab, uh, quick attacks and, and returns. Um, and with having Moxie on, on the Pinsir, um, you can switch, you can bring it in on a free switch and to get like a revenge kill with the quick attack. Uh, if they're low, get the Moxie, did I say Moxie or Intimidate before? I don't remember. You said Moxie. You can get the Moxie boost 
uh, get plus one, then Mega Evolve on the next turn and have plus one Quick Attack or a turn that's flying type, uh, which is um, quite good. Is the there... four times weakness to Stealth Rock isn't that fantastic, though, so it's, <laughs> it's not something you can switch in a lot. So, so, you're, so Stealth Rock is still pretty big in doubles? Oh, we're talking doubles. Or, or and well, I, I always refer to doubles because that's what I think at least like official competitive play for mm-hmm. play Pokemon. But you're saying pincers better and better in singles. Yeah, you wouldn't see much in doubles because you know it's gonna die to the first rock slide that hits. And rock slide is one of the most common moves in doubles because it's a spread move. What about uh, just because we're on the topic of Megas? What about Mega Gengar? Still seeing action. Um, in singles, it was bumped up to uh, Ubers by groups like Smogon and things, so it doesn't get that much usage, and when it does, it's in smaller, like, casual play, where they don't tend to abide by those rules. Um, and in doubles, I mean, it's still going to be there all the time for Parish Trap sorts of things, so, um, have it come in, Mega Evolve, get Shadow Tag, and use Parish Song so they can't leave and then just stall out until those Pokemon die and you switch out the one you need to. Um, it's really cheap. So, <laughs> so is that going to be a problem then at this year's Nationals? Probably, but I mean, most. I mean, it sort of was last year too. People just did it with Politoed, I think. Um, it's just Gengar's a better user of it, and it's, it's just a matter of um, making sure you have some way to counter it. Um, and there are like there are ways to do it. It's it's been a while. You just need to um, take out the you just need to take out the Mega Gengar, which is I guess easier said than done. But uh, but once you do that, then you can um, you can switch freely, so it doesn't end up really mattering. Got it. It was the the reason like this is all at the the tip of my tongue is because uh, when I was at work today. My friend brought in the uh, Kalos Pokedex, the soft cover book that just got printed. Yeah. Uh, so if you guys don't know that the uh, the Kalos Pokedex is is out in stores, I think it's like twenty bucks. Uh, it does not include all seven hundred Pokemon, though. It only includes the Coastal Mountain and whatever that last Dex is. Yeah, it's Coastal Mountain and Central. Yep. It it only includes Pokemon from those three regions. Uh, but then when I was looking through, I was like, oh, yeah, like, I forgot Pinsir got a Mega Evolution because I never hear about it. And uh, what's the other one? Mega ben- Banette? Mega Banette, yeah. Any, um, any use there? Because his Mega man, Evolution is, is sweet. Or yeah, sweet looking, it, at least. Yeah. Um, it's just... It's really confusing as a Pokemon because its attack is really high, but its move pool is mostly things like... But it gets prankster. Oh, okay. So it's like, it's hard to, so should I, like, you know, you want to make use of prankster and put things like Will-O-Wisp on there, but then you also want to take advantage of the huge attack stats, so it's it's hard to build sets around it, and it's, it's, its move pool isn't really conducive to either one of those um, strategies, so it's, it's just a really strange and difficult Pokemon to utilize, but I agree that it, its design is probably one of the cooler of the Megas. Now, for, for our listeners who who maybe are thinking about building a competitive team, uh, is a Mega Pokemon a must on teams? Uh, you don't have to. 
Um, you can get you can get away with not having one if that makes sense. Um, the only thing it does do is it makes it so that like whatever is perceived as the best mega at the time gets a lot more use than uh, anything else. But um, you can you can build a viable and very successful team without having a mega. It's just a lot easier to um, to have one because you. I mean, like always, you want to have the best Pokemon you can pick, and mega evolutions are really good. At least some of them are. So, or you can be like me and just take your favorites to a competitive battle. Yeah, yeah, which works a lot if you if you think about it and <laughs> around it. Yeah, I mean, uh, what what did I do last nationals? I mean, I got through one person. And then I got mm. I got wrecked by a Jellison. This was when uh, black and white was the the format. Got yeah. wrecked by a Jellison, and then I was out. And then I played against Wolf, who was uh, national champion at the time, and I was able to beat him. And he like laughed at my team because at the time I was using uh, Maractus. Yeah. And he was like, "Well, like that was a really cool use of Maractus. Like I've never seen him before." And I was like, "I just like Maractus. He's a cactus." <laughs> Cactuses are sweet. So, um, yeah, but I want to do I want to do the video game this year. Uh, and we were talking about this earlier um, on an earlier episode that I want to do the video game this year. But I would definitely like go with just favorite Pokemon and just be like, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna have fun. And if I win a couple matches, I win a couple matches. But now they do the thing that's really cool, where it's like not elimination anymore. You play so many rounds. Which is like a huge step right. up from the Swiss. Yeah, I, I prefer that so much because you know that first year that we went, and you know what I think I lost on my second round. So yeah. and then I was out. So or at least that's how the last chance qualifier used to work. Um, now they have it, so you don't even need to go to the LCQ. I don't think. I think it's still that way this year, where you can just go to the national tournament without any other. Um, stipulations. They still hold the LCQ for um, for I forget the difference between championship points and play points at all. It's well, last year or was it last year? Maybe it was the year before. Didn't they have like a they had Swiss at nationals and then like later that night or the, it was early the next morning they did have a last chance qualifier where it was just single elimination for like they were yeah. taking like two more people. Yeah, I think you're right. Where like three years ago you would drive four hours. Hope you didn't lose a battle. Yeah. And then you would just be out. Which, I mean, like, sometimes you're just, your team just doesn't go off right away. And it's just strange in a game that's so uh, prone to losses because of luck. Yeah. <laughs> it was strange that they had a single elimination format. Um, because on the whole, the person with the more skill is going to win. But you're going to have that fluke round. Like, at our turn, I still remember, it's, like, my most embarrassing match of Pokemon ever, um, was at the tournament we held at the MGC, um, where, this was years ago, where I lost to a kid because his Quick Claw activated twice in a row and he got a critical hit (laughs) the second time. Quick Claw wins games. It was, like, Quick Claw eruption typhlosion <laughs> so funny were you playing doubles or singles at that time? it was it was singles bring four oh, okay 
and and so like two of my Pokemon are are gone after the second turn. Oh gosh, that's rough. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, Midwest Gaming Classic, uh, we're doing this again this year for Midwest Gaming Classic, fourth year in a row that Pokemon Podcast will have a uh, a room at the Midwest Gaming Classic, which is held at the Sheraton Hotel in. Uh, Brookfield, Wisconsin, and it's taking place in the middle of April. It's a Saturday Sunday event. I think it's like forty bucks for the weekend, and there's like obviously it's an hotel, so you can rent a room there. There's two hotels across the street, and then a hotel next to it. Right. Uh, it's really sweet. Uh, it's really cool. There's a bunch of arcade machines, pinball machines. People are playing Street Fighter, and people are building their own pinball machines that you won't see anywhere else, and uh, there's Smash Brother tournaments and Halo tournaments and probably Call of Duty tournaments. PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. PlayStation All-Stars, yeah. Uh, there's even older stuff, like there was uh, Quake tournaments, Mario Kart 64 tournaments, uh, which is the worst Mario Kart. I'm just putting it out there. Double Dash. Oh, double Dash is the best. Gotta get that Double Dash. Uh, so it is really cool. Uh, we're going to be there. Travis is going to be there, I believe. Travis hasn't missed a year yet. Uh, yeah, I haven't. I've been, I've been to all of them. I didn't even know we were going again this year. We're doing C2E2, too. Yeah, C2E2. Uh, it's it's going to be a rough April, because C2E2 is, like, the week after. Oh, man. So, uh... I might, to both. I might be going to both. You might have to. Um, but yeah, so, uh, you guys should come out. When it gets closer, we will talk more about that. But right now, we're going to talk about a break. And then when we come back, we're going to give you, uh... An update on Twitch Plays Pokemon. And we are back from our break to talk about some more Pokemans. The Pokemans. We are on, I think, day 12 of Twitch Plays Pokemon. Is it almost day 12? I gotta refresh this. Uh, mine says 12 days. Oh, we just hit day 12. 12 days, one hour. Cause it's, one minute and 43 seconds, yeah. So, we're on day 12. So, if you're unfamiliar with Twitch Plays Pokemon, uh... Uh, 12 days ago, uh, this guy who is, uh, that, that is from Australia, we don't know who he is, we just know it's a guy, he's from Australia, he modded Pokemon Red uh, so that it would be on Twitch as a live, or as a live stream, and when you comment, uh, up, down, left, right, B, A, or start, uh, in the comments, those actions go into the game so you can control the character. And he just set it up so that uh, anyone could start playing Pokemon Red uh, by commenting. And uh, when you get like, you know, 30 or 40 people all trying to play the same game, uh, it can get a little difficult because some people might want to <laughs> move up, 
Some people want to might, might move down. Somebody might press start when somebody's pressing up. So then it start up. So it can get a little confusing. 30 people is a lot. Uh, somehow this uh, gained momentum on day two, which was uh, right after they beat Brock. Uh, it gained uh, so much momentum that it, uh, at, at its slow time, has 50,000 people watching slash playing this game. Uh, as we're recording this show right now, there are 69,000 people uh, controlling and playing this game at the same time. Uh, and I believe last week we said there was uh, 7 million overall views. Uh, at this point, <laughs> a week later, we are at 27 million views on Twitch Plays Pokemon. It has made... I, what was that? I was sort of on the fence about this, if you listen to last week. So I was like, yeah, it's cool to read about it and hear about it, but it's sort of a pain to watch, was my opinion at that point. Um, and I think you had even told me, you were like, yeah, that's sort of what I thought at first, but now I can't, can't stop watching, and that's where I am right now. Um, I'm really starting to love this thing. I, I think it was it last Sunday that we recorded last time. Um, it must have been because I went to class the next day and it's a morning class and I walk in and I'm like groggy this is in the morning and I don't do mornings. And the first thing I hear as I walk into the classroom is this kid just go, yeah, and then when we went to the PC and we accidentally released our Termelian. I was like, it's everywhere! Yeah, it's huge. It's it's crazy. It made Joystick, it made Kotaku, it made uh, the front page of BBC, it's been on The Verge, it's been on International Business Times, uh, I think at one point it was on like Yahoo. Like, if you just search in Google News Pokemon, yep. it is like the top 100 hits. It is um. so popular. I do sort of like that bit of, you know, everyone sort of taking ownership of what happens. Everyone always refers to, oh, we got to this point, we got our next badge, you know, using that uh, first person plural pronoun there. Yeah. Um, which I think is interesting, like, uh, you know, to what extent are any of those people actually, in, like, influencing what's going on when there's hundreds of thousands of them, if you count all the people that have seen it. Um, but it's like it's just cool to see like uh, people rallying around this and all of the thinner that becomes a part of it because of the strange things that happen. Um, but I think what I've found to be my favorite part of it is the things that become suspenseful that aren't suspenseful in the actual playing of the game if you were to play it on your own. And what yeah. I mean by that is like when you're playing on your own and you go to the PC to deposit your Pokemon, that's the most boring part of the game. In Twitch Plays Pokemon, that is the most high stakes. <laughs> like, explosions are going off behind Vin Diesel part of the experience because you could accidentally have someone, have too many people type down and then you end up on release Pokemon instead of deposit and there goes your starter. You could deposit your prized helix fossil which i hear has actually been turned into an actual omanite now yes yes uh we'll get to that in a second but yeah you're right the the pc is very very high stakes very intense um the 
The difficult thing about Twitch plays Pokemon is Twitch has like a, a 20 to 30 second lag. So even though like you're pressing down, like that's not going to affect it for like 20 more seconds. So at that point, the battle or the PC or wherever you are could be changed at that time. So you're messing up something else. So it's hard. It's it's impossible for any one person to say that they successfully did this and Twitch played Pokemon, uh, because first off, there's fifty thousand people probably pressing the same button as you, uh, but secondly, because of the delay, there's no way to ever trace back right. who yeah. did what. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I think you can because what's displayed um, on the screen are the inputs that are actually going through because there's a. A chain of commands on the screen and then also the chat and i think the ones you're seeing on the screen are the ones that are actively oh, being that are lined up. yeah yeah that could be accurate uh so a lot of a lot of stuff have has come from this uh there has been a, an old there uh a single subreddit created uh r slash twitch plays pokemon there's a google docs that kind of keeps track of the progress of the game there are a ton of twitter accounts dedicated to the game yeah um there's always like, so I think to get the full experience of Twitch Plays Pokemon, uh, you kind of have to use the Google Doc and you have to kind of use Reddit to like under understand almost everything. And it's it's weird how like fifty thousand people like come up with a plan together, and that plan usually works to some extent. Uh, so for example, uh, they got the Master Ball after beating Giovanni. This was uh, this was like two or three days ago. And uh, they were like, let's go to the power plant and catch Zapdos with the Master Ball. And you're just thinking like, one, how is everyone going to be on board to walking out of the way to get to the power plant? Because they don't have Fly. And they were in, they were in uh, Koga's town. Um, oh, I'm so bad with, with the names of... The towns, it's it's some color palette. Everyone's going to hate me. Uh, it's, it's Fuchsia, right? Fuchsia, yep. They were in Fuchsia, and they were like, let's get Zapdos. And it's like, okay, so we're going to have to walk all the way back there. And they did. They walked. They yeah. they got there. They got to the power plant. And it's like, well, this isn't going to work. Like, they have to get through the power plant. They have to find Zapdos. And they have to, first off, by then, hopefully not have thrown the Master Ball at yeah. anything. And secondly... While in battle, they have to not kill Zapdos, and either that or they can't run away from Zapdos, because if they run away, then you're done. There's no second chances in this game. And they successfully did it. They successfully walked all the way to the power plant, got in, found Zapdos, threw a Master Ball at it, and caught it. It's just mind-blowing. And then Zapdos led to some serious events that we're going to get to. Uh, But there are... Let's see where we're at here. We'll just give everyone up to date. So uh, we talked about this last week, but uh, they got the Boulder Badge at about nine hours into the game. Uh, they got the Cascade Badge one hour, one day, eighteen hours in. The Thunder Badge two days, eleven hours. Rainbow Badge uh, four days in. The Soul Badge uh, they got at eight days, seven hours, and then they got the Marsh Badge at nine days, eighteen hours. As we record this, they are. Currently in the Pokemon Mansion on Sapphire <laughs> Island, and uh, they are actually stuck. Uh, a non-playable character, an NPC, has moved in front of a uh, a dead end path. So Red can only move two squares, and the NPC hasn't moved in the last hour. Uh, so they have been stuck, and 
their strategy now is to run into like a coughing or anything, get their Pokemon poisoned, so then they can black out and start over. Um, and we were talking during the break. Uh, we were seeing that happen, and I asked you, see, like how that's even possible because that doesn't happen in the original game. But you reminded me that the um, the person who set up the the stream. Um, has modded the game significantly. In addition to just allowing the inputs to be commanded by Twitch, there's also um, just ROM hacks added in. Um, uh, like he um, he changed how the Safari Zone worked, I believe, um, and uh, like when it started, he also made it so that you could catch um, all the Pokemon within. Um, the one game within just red, I guess, you know, at that point, he probably hadn't realized how popular it would be. He thought it would be like maybe a couple people watching at a time. So that would maybe be something that would even be possible. His his exact words were he was expecting no more than 300 people. Well, (laughs) yeah, he kind of blew that out of the water. Um, It's, it's uh, super impressive of what a community of people have, have done. Uh, So, just to rewind a little bit, they they started off with uh, a Charmander, they caught a Spearow, they caught, uh, I think, two Redditaz, and they caught um, a Pidgey at the beginning of the game. And the Spearow, they just happened to trade for the Farfetch. Uh, ducks. Ducks. Ducks the Farfetch. Fear, fear the Leer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're a Pidgey, their Pidgey evolved into a Pidgeotto and then evolved into a Pidgeot. Uh, nicknamed Bird Jesus because it is at this point in the game at like level 63 it is just uh, unstoppable. Um, Except its moveset is awful. Yes, oh its moveset is terrible. The the first like major major dramatic thing that happened in the game was they they had this like all I'm like air quoting all star teams of this Rattata, this, this Charmeleon, Charmeleon and then the Pidgeotto. And uh, they went to the PC for something. I can't remember what. I, I think, think they they wanted to get some item out of their box. Yes, I think they accidentally went to the PC just by random chance, and they they accidentally de- deposited the Helix fossil. Right. And the Helix fossil, why everyone uh, worships the Helix fossil or says Lord Helix, is because. Uh, the Helix Fossil was something they got early in the game, and since it was like the top item in the item list, every time they were into, in battle, they would always accidentally go to items and then click <laughs> on the Helix over and over. And so it became like a like a, a thing of worship, like, oh, we have to consult the Helix during this battle, or like, let me show you the Helix Fossil. Um, but they accidentally released their, their Rattata, which was named J-L-V-W-N-N-O-O-O-O-O-O, which was nicknamed Jay Leno. <laughs> and then they accidentally released their Charmeleon, which is, which is named A-B-B-B-B-B-K, a po- uh, parenthesis, uh, which they nicknamed Abby. They released both these Pokemon, and it was like a super like sad day. Because <laughs> for the last like two days, uh, oh, they released that day four. The last four days, they were just like, they were part of the team. Like that was, that was we as like our Pokemon. Yeah. Um, and they were gone. They were released in the wild, and it was it was very sad. But we had another Rattata. We had another Rattata on our team, so it was like okay. And then we had Bert Jesus, which uh, which was kind of like picking up everyone's slack since Abby was no longer with us. Uh, now they both. Oh, I remember why they got released. They 
they got released because uh, we were in we were in Celadon and we we got flare we got uh, Eevee for free and we had to like we had to deposit some Pokemon to get Eevee into our team and that's how those two got released. Now I remember. And the goal at the time, because somehow these these somehow we we formed these goals. The goal was to get Eevee to evolve into Vaporeon so we could have something to surf on. But <laughs> they accidentally bought a Fire Stone instead of a Water Stone, and they didn't have enough money to buy our Water Stone. Uh, so that's how we got Flareon. Um, so after after Jay Leno and Abby got released, everyone was so mad at Flareon and blamed Flareon. They purposely released Flareon into the wild to get rid of it. And then it, uh, in Flareon's place, uh, they caught a Drowsy uh, to replace it. And then they caught, uh, I think they caught a Zubat as well. Um, they, they had the other Rattata, and the other Rattata at the time was, uh, they would get TMs like Thunderbolt and Dig, and they would try to teach it to other Pokemon, but they would always just end up teaching it to Rattata. And uh, Rattata got named Digrat, uh, because it knew Dig, and every time they were in like the, the Pokemon Tower or in uh, Team Rocket's base, dig, they, would, dig out. they would just dig out. Uh, the, like the, the funniest thing ever was, they like finally finished like the maze of like arrows that would spin you in Team Rocket's base. They finally made it all the way to the end to get the lift key, and then they accidentally dug out. Uh, so they had to do the whole thing over, and they already spent a full like eighteen hours on it. And they finally got through it again, and they got the lift key. But then they dug out again, which is like okay, not the worst situation since we can use the <laughs> elevator. So then they finally get, get all the way down there, and they get to Giovanni, and. Uh, Giovanni kills them. They were just down to Bird Jesus and uh, Kangaskhan, I think Giovanni had. And Giovanni kills them. So they go all the way back down. They get inside. They beat Giovanni. Bird Jesus comes through, beats <laughs> Giovanni. Giovanni drops the, uh, the, the Silphco, and then they dig Let's out go. again. And then yeah. they, go, they have to do it one more time. So, like, crazy stuff like that happens where it's like, you couldn't make this stuff up. You couldn't, like, write it on paper. It's so funny. Yeah. Uh, same thing with like the Pokemon Tower in Lavender Town. They would always get to floor five, and Digrat would dig them out, and uh, it was just super funny. And then, um, so so a lot more stuff happened, uh, but we can we can fast forward to what happened on Sunday, which uh, which was dubbed in the Twitch Plays Pokemon community as Bloody Sunday. They finally got Zapdos uh, with the Master Ball. At this point on their team, they had like Zapdos. They got the Lapras. Um, they caught a Venonat in the Safari Zone, and they named the Venonat A-A-T-T-V-V-V, uh, short for ATV, or even better, All-Terrain Venom- Venomoth. Yeah. Uh, Venomoth, not Venonat. Uh, so they, they caught Zapdos, obviously went to the PC because they had a full team. So they went back to the PC, and uh, they're trying to withdraw um, Zapdos without losing anyone because again what Travis said high risk poker game when you're at the PC because anything can happen and uh, they ended up releasing like 12 Pokemon um, so we'll run down the list of what they got rid of uh, we lost a uh, Venonat, a Venonat an Execute, a Paris <laughs> a Venonat, a Nidoran we lost our Gloom which <laughs> We we lost our gloom, which was uh, on the team for quite a while. Its yeah. nickname was uh, Cabbage, Cabbage. Uh, because its its in game name was X parenthesis A R A G G B A J. 
So the parenthesis kind of formed a C. Uh, we lost ducks. <laughs> he was he was our slayer of trees. He was our king of Lear. We lost king ducks. Lear, because king, king Lear, Lear and King Lear is the the reason he got King Lear is because one game he like he kept using Lear over and over, and then that's how like they won the game because at at that point they were able just to like use cut and then one hit KO it. Uh, so fear the Lear. We lost ducks. It was a sad day. Then we lost Geo Dude. We lost another Nidoran. We lost another Nidoran. Uh, then the most tragic thing happened. We lost Dig Rat. We okay, Big Rat. The Big or Rat. Big Dig. Big Dig, Dig Rat. Because it evolved into Raticate. Yeah. No can agree on what to call it after that. Uh, we lost Dig Rat. <laughs> then we lost, uh, we lost our Rhyhorn, uh, which was on the team just for a, a little bit, um, which was named Macho Man. I'm not sure why. And then we lost another Zubat. And then we lost another Nidoran. For some reason, the Safari Zone just went... They went crazy with Nidorans and Venonats. Uh, so we lost all those Pokemon uh, just to get Zapdos out. Uh, thank God we didn't l- lose Big Jesus or Bird Jesus or anything else. We got Zapdos out. And everyone was very mad at Zapdos because they blamed Zapdos for losing all these Pokemon. Uh, I, though, wasn't upset. I felt like... We took the time to get to the power plant. We used the Master Ball successfully. Like, there's no reason why we shouldn't try to get Zapdos out. Uh, so then they had this clever... So they didn't want to get Fly because they saw what happened with Dig Rat. And they were mm-hmm. like, if we get Fly, we're not going to get anywhere because people are just going to use Fly. So their plan was to walk then from the power plant all the way to Cinnabar Island through Viridian City and through Pallet Town. And they had to take the extra long way because they didn't have uh, ducks anymore to cut anything because they had no cutter. So they had to go through the Viridian Forest and everything. So they had, uh, so they're on their journey back to uh, back to Cinnabar Island, which is where they are now currently as we're recording. And they had this clever idea to go to the daycare to drop off one right. Pokemon. And the reason they were doing that is because they didn't have to risk with the PC. And if right. they accidentally deposited the wrong Pokemon in the daycare, they could just spend $100 and get it back. I think they wanted to deposit... Uh, I forget what was on their team at the time, but they ended up depositing their Gastly, which was nicknamed uh, Rick, Rick Gastly. Rick Gastly. Uh, they deposited Gastly. They continued on their journey, um, made it to Cinnabar Island, uh, and then the day came where they gave the Helix Fossil to the scientists. And Lord Helix... Is now on the team. Uh, so currently, as we record this, the team is uh, ATV, the all-terrain Venomoth at level 35. Uh, o- Omanite, which is nicknamed Lord Helix at 31. Uh, AA-J, which is Zapdos. They're still deciding an official nickname. I thought I saw like the judge for a while because there's a J in its name. Oh, uh, I saw an- Anti-Jesus Oh, because of... Bloody Sunday is what yeah. a lot of people were referring to. Our Lapras, level 21, its name is A-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-R-R-R, uh, which they named Air Jordan. Uh, and then we have Bird Jesus at level 61. And then we have, I don't know when, we got a Nidorino. Hey. <laughs> we got a Nidorino in the Safari Zone, and at one point it evolved into Nido King. I don't know how. Yeah, but its name is Always, uh, which is uh, King Fonz. Hey, 
What's crazy is that this is like not an awful team for Gen One. No, it's it's pretty it's pretty decent. Uh, and I know their their plan is to teach Nido King strength, and since they have uh, Air Jordan and Lord Helix, can both learn Surf, so they can make it through Victory Road. I don't know though if they can get through the Elite Four at, at, with this team. Like, yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we come yeah. to it. Um, uh, I also did, had the democracy anarchy thing been instituted when we were talking about this last week. Uh, we it wasn't. No, it was actually instituted the next morning after our recording. Do you want to explain how that works? Yeah, I think that's one of the most interesting things about it. the The person who set up the stream decided that um, that it was. Um, getting a little ridiculous in that um, there were so many people and it was just completely chaotic and there's really no way to um, create any sort of plan of action. It just sort of was like the will of the mob. Um, and so what he did was that he changed it so that instead of every single action being inputted, being put into the game, obviously not all of them end up happening because of how the game works where, you know, if I tap the right button like seven times a second, he's only going to move like twice because that's the amount of there's only certain like times where like the game can't I'm, I'm making sense seven at once right yeah exactly um but anyway so um so instead of having all of them go through what he does it, what he did was he made it so that every what was it like 10 seconds it would tally up a vote and then the most common um response that's what red did so if ever if most people were typing up then after 10 seconds, he would go up. Um, people really, really, really didn't like it. They thought it was against the spirit of, of what it had been prior to that. Um, and so he also instituted a thing where you could type, you know, if you wanted him, if you wanted him to move to the right three spaces, you could vote right three, and that would hit right three times, um, the maximum being nine. And so people who didn't like the change started spamming start nine, so that if it won the vote, it would just go start, 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 and delay uh, the playing of the game. And, and I guess what was perceived as like a protest. Yeah. And at this point, there became there was this association between the Helix Fossil and the original system, um, which they referred to as anarchy and the new system as democracy. And so they, they uh, somehow got decided that the Helix Fossil was sort of the deity of the anarchy. And so then um, once he saw all the dissatisfaction with the new system, he changed it again so that there's an ongoing vote between anarchy and democracy. And if enough people vote for democracy, it will switch into that. Um, and if enough people vote to, an to anarchy, it goes to that. So now there's this whole thing of uh, people say that the dome fossil is the deity of the democracy. <laughs> and then uh, there are like, and the dome fossil is a, a much smaller cult and people really uh, will look down on you if you're a follower of the dome. Yeah. Well, they were, they were approaching almost 48 hours in Team Rocket's casino base. Yeah. And that's when, um, that's when he... It, uh, instituted democracy uh, yeah. so they would vote and um, as soon as they finished the base they went to this like voting system and and at first I actually didn't like it at all I was like oh, I hate that at any point mm -hmm. we can get back into democracy because democracy was like a really slow let's play 
It yeah. was like, oh, we're going to move up one, and then people are going to vote, and they're voting for up one again, and it's like, ah, oh, this is so frustrating, because it's not like the chaos that you would, um, that you were originally watching for. Right. Uh, but then it was really cool to see, like, Start 9 form out of this, like, this silent protest, and this, like, like we hate democracy so much that we're going to stop it by, like, stopping everything. Um, so that was actually pretty cool to see formed out of, you know, a community that only existed as of 12 days ago. Um, <laughs> but he did, like, make tweaks. Uh, it's cool that the creator made tweaks. Uh, so now if it does hit democracy, so you have to have, like, 75% of people have to agree on democracy. And once it hits democracy, only 50% of people need to bring it back to anarchy, which when it was originally instituted, uh, you would need 75% back to anarchy. So it is really easy to get back to anarchy. Um, it was cool to see like instances like uh, we got through the safari zone uh, with democracy, and that was kind of the whole plan. Was like there was no way where we were going to get through the safari zone through anarchy, just based on like the time limit and the step count that you need through the safari zone. Um, but democracy was like the main reason we were able to like make sure that like Bird Jesus didn't get released on accident on the PC. Because it almost got released. Um, yeah. So, so democracy has come in play a few instances. If democracy ever got activated when the, nothing important was happening, uh, Start 9 would definitely like take effect until it was over and then back into anarchy. So there is a super good balance of democracy doesn't happen really that often unless like it was like, okay, guys, like we need to not have this happen. Um, so it's really cool. And I think we, we talked about it enough, and I'm sure uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about it uh, next week because uh, probably in the next uh, next twelve hours, I would imagine they would they'll finally defeat Blaine and make their way back to Viridian City. Um, I would. Uh, do you have a, a guess, Travis, of when they're going to beat the Elite Four? Do you have a discount? <laughs> I mean, it's hard enough to beat a gym leader, but to beat all four of the Elite Four, and then the champion, they would need a much higher level team. I don't think that... it. I think that's going to be way longer than, like, the Team Rocket hideout took them, or um, or that sort of thing. It could it could be a long time. I'm, I'm gonna... I want to say they're going to get it done in a week. That gives them, like, a day to get to... I think they can do both Blaine and Giovanni in a day. Because once they get out of the mansion, it's pretty much, there's nothing stopping them from going straight to Giovanni. I guess. And then I'm sure they're going to spend a day on Victory Road. I would guess more than that. You're thinking more than that? I mean, yeah. they made it from the power plant to Cinnabar Island in 12 hours. Yeah. They, what, I mean, they had no obstacles. It was kind of like a downhill roll there. So... I would I would imagine if you battle the Elite Four for twenty four hours straight, you're going to get some serious grinding in. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say a week. I'm gonna be like super generous and give them a, a week from today. So next time we record, I'm gonna say they have. I I'll go on record and say that I don't think it'll be completed in that amount of time. You think less than two weeks? <sighs> yeah. Okay. I'll give them two weeks. All right. So I say a week, and Travis says two weeks, so we'll see. It'll probably be like 12 months. <laughs> uh, 
Um, the it's creator, been 84 <laughs> years. The, uh, the creator said that he, uh, if they be- beat the Elite Four, he will, uh, he's going to do one for gold and silver. He hasn't decided which version he's going to do. I know Reddit. Reddit just had a post saying that he should do both versions. So, like, one version is going to be played fully in Anarchy, and one version is going to play fully in Democracy. The um, one that the image that I saw said that it was like, because um, the way it works is the Democracy Anarchy vote is like a sliding bar where um, there's like a dotted line for where Democracy and Anarchy begins. And the pr- proposal was that um, on the, you know, whichever version is is the dome team, like team dome fossil or yeah. whatever. Um, it's e- it's easier to stay in democracy. Like you could have anarchy if you wanted the same way with the helix. Like you could have democracy if you wanted because there are instances where it's impossible to get through without democracy. Like a, a pure anarchy is it's not gonna gonna fly in things like you know in this game it was the team rocket hideout. But yeah, well they did get through it. They just they, it was just dig rat. He just wanted yeah. to do it one more time. Um, I. Wouldn't prefer two versions though. I would. I would only want one version because, like, I'm so invested in what they do in this version that I don't think it's like trying to watch two really deep TV shows at the same time. Like, you would always want to yeah. finish one TV show first. So I, I hope there's only one version. Uh, I and I, I'm not partial to either gold or silver. I would be okay with both, or one or the other. I do like the idea of having like having it be a competition, so you can complete the quicker, the quickest. Yeah, and it would be it would be good for like trolls to like trolls would have to they couldn't separate into both games. They would kind of have to like work together to try to sabotage one right. game. So it'd be good in that aspect. But uh, we'll see where they go uh, as we are finishing the segment. They are still uh, stuck by a non-playable character in this t- in the. Cinnabar Island. So, uh, we will take one more quick break and we'll run down. Uh, we have a couple reviews from you guys to read off, and then we'll do our Pokemon of the week. And we are back for our last segment of today's show. Uh, we've been doing a new thing where we read your guys' user reviews that you leave in iTunes. It's our uh, way of giving you guys a shout-out and a, uh, a easy way for us to get more reviews secretly. Um, but you guys say a lot of good things about us, so that's really cool. And I like reading them because uh, you guys are really cool and you have cool things to say, so uh, it kind of works. So if you do want a shout-out, you can go over to iTunes and leave us a review. Uh, I said last week we were going to do international reviews, but uh, a lot more international reviews came in, and a lot more U.S. reviews came in. So we're just going to do the U.S. reviews again this week because I didn't have time to add all the international reviews, and I don't want to jump back and forth uh, because when you switch iTunes stores, it kind of takes a while to, to load, like Brazil or Canada or all those other crazy countries. Uh, the, the, the unexplored areas of not America. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. So 
Our first review here is by Darth Crux. Oh, this is also where I get your name wrong. Uh, so Darth Crux says, best ever. This is the best Pokemon podcast I've heard. Even though they get the pronunciations wrong, so do I until I watch <laughs> the anime. Uh, they give great info and tips on your Pokemon quest. These guys are the best. A-R-C. I think those are his initials. Thanks. Thanks, Dark Crest. All right, next one. A shiny podcast appeared by TiffDog9672. I'll admit I've never listened to It's Super Effective. I've never listened to any podcast at all until I came across It's Super Effective. I, and I can't think of anything else I'd rather listen to while tedious training, tediously training my Pokemon, drawing, or watching, or wanting a good laugh. It's almost unacceptable. How addicting this podcast nice. is. That was a good, that was a good fun. Uh, everyone on the show con- contributes significantly to the quality and, uh, and unintentional comedy and content. The reoccurring inside jokes are fantastic and each different personality ties it all together. Kudos to all of you and your hard work that you put in for your listeners. Smiley face. Thanks, Tiff I like how, I like how out of all of the one podcast they've ever heard were that person's favorite. <laughs> That's right. I mean... Why would, um, why would I'm you, also gonna. Why would, go you go any, why would you go anywhere else? <laughs> I also like how, in calling us a shiny podcast, they're implying that we are one in 4,096. So <laughs> 40, uh, yeah, 4,096. That's right. That's right. Those are good odds of being good. All right, so next yeah. one is uh, T Bolt to the face, to the face, to the face. Hi. <laughs> Tumachu. Tumachu. Uh, hi guys, I've been listening to the podcast for about for about a little less than a year, and I have to say this is a fantastic podcast. I've listened to nearly every episode, and out of all 136, I'd like to report that Steve has only correctly pronounced Pokemon names about 10 times. <laughs> correctly pronounced. Anyways, you guys actually helped me get into competitive battling and, have, and actually inspired one of the Pokemon on my current team. So in the competitive side of things, you do a great job in my opinion. The thing that makes me enjoy the show more is reminiscing about things like Toxic Blastoids, Buttface Caterpie, and Episode 69. Anyways, thanks for doing such a great job and keep up the good work. P.S. My favorite episodes are 28, 36, and 50. P.P.S. If I, were, if I would want to challenge Kenny or Travis to a battle, how would I do that? Well, I'd have to have a team first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, like, in X and Y, I've been... Uh, spending more of the game to sort of having fun with my in-game team, so I don't have a team there. But um, if you're on Twitter and you want to match on Pokemon Showdown, just send me a tweet, and that'll probably happen. Because that's a lot easier to do. I don't have to uh, breed anything. Yeah, and I think, uh, yeah, Travis is super accessible on Twitter, and I think Kenny is the same. So if you have a Twitter, that's going to be the easiest way to get to to them. Uh, I don't recall any old episodes really i feel like episode 50 was a live show uh other than that i would assume that episode 36 had you and kenny on it because i remember you started on episode 30 or 31 um i was third yeah it was either 30 or 31 no 30 was the live show was 30 the live show um, i think so it was like the, the first c2e2 i think oh yeah yeah i think you're right I think you're right. I could I could probably go back and look at the list. Uh, are you looking it up right now? 28 
was okay 28 was the audio of episode three of critical hit back when we had the video show oh okay uh, where um it was you and aaron um like going off like the top of the pokemon reddit i think yeah 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 i think so it was very uh it was based off dignation right um then episode 30 was the other one 36 right oh Okay, 36. Uh, was the MGC group show? Oh, okay. So the one where you can't even hear me? <laughs> yep. Uh, then 50 what? Just 50. And that's the clip show. The three-part clip show. Oh, yes, yes. The three-part yeah. clip show. Oh, that was a pain to edit. This episode's going to be a pain to edit with how many Skype dropouts we've had. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Just two of us, and we're having more problems when there was like four of us. I don't envy you. Ah, uh, that's okay. Keep me busy. Uh, the next one is uh, PKMNN by Shintosim15. I definitely said that right. I'm sure that's exactly how it's. I'm sure that's, that's his username. Uh, best Pokemon podcast in the world. N- nobody can get off track and mess up Pokemon names better than SBJ. And everyone <laughs> hates health and, and make everyone hate healthy food like Will. Or do impression, <laughs> or do impressions of everyone like Travis. What do you want the next Pokemon movie to be about, and who should star in it? Question mark. By at Hyrule Link on Twitter. Well, at least I got your Twitter right. Yeah, I'm pretty good at slaughtering names. Uh, Will's pretty good at talking about food, and Travis is pretty good at impressions. Next. What's up, everybody? This is another episode of. Uh, next one is Thanks Guys by Pokey Kid Teen. Healthy eating and listening to this awesome podcast while running in the gym helped me lose 10 pounds. P.S. You guys are the very best like no one ever was. P.S.S. Keep saying yeah. Smiley face. I can't do Will's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see? <laughs> is that your Froakie impression? No, 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 hold on. <laughs> uh, next one is I can diglet. Uh, parentheses <laughs> dig it. Uh, I recently came across the epicness of it's super effective, and let me say it's a fine piece of Pokemon entertainment. You've got your jokes, you've got your competitive, you've got your diet tips, and you've got your Pokemon. Bam! What else do you need? So when you're sitting there with your 3DS in your hand, wondering if you should give it a listen. Well, my friend, let me ask you, why not? Why, like, the Pokemon, why not? Why uh, not? <laughs> I recently came across the epicness of his... Oh, it, it's the same. It's literally the same thing, copy and paste. My fault. P.S. Puns are awesome, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Smiley face. Oh, that was by uh, Gliscor Forever. All right. Uh, next, next review is The Very Best Like No Podcast Ever Was by Clardy. Steve, Travis, and Will don't listen to what anyone says about the podcast being a little scattered. I came for the purple Pokeball logo, and I stayed for the pure randomness. It really keeps it interesting. (laughs) I love Steve's mispronunciations. I love when Will says, yeah. Yeah. I love it when Travis... Dot, dot, dot. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so good so good Uh, but but seriously guys keep it up 
Don't ever change. That's what I love about podcasts and especially this one. You can make it whatever you want and don't anyone tell you otherwise. Love the show. Love the show. Love you guys. P.S. I don't have a 3DS, so I couldn't catch a Bidoof and name it peanut butter. So I took a half-eaten jar of peanut butter in my pantry and named it Bidoof. <laughs> so good. Uh, thanks. There's a lot of P.S.'s in our reviews. Yeah. Uh, all right. So next one is Who Cares by Ace Rider. Who really cares if you guys don't talk about things 100% in de- detail? Who even cares if you guys are wrong once in a while? This is still the greatest, funniest, and most entertaining podcast for Pokemon, and I wouldn't change a Bulbasaur thing. It's funny to me that, like, the, the, the time we got, like, you know, like, legitimate constructive criticism that was, um, it was like, yeah, they, they raised some concerns. It's like, there's multiple that have been like, how dare they <laughs> say that it's super effective. It's not <laughs> an immaculate gift from Helix above. <laughs> Uh, no, that feels like, that feels good that, uh, you guys won't like what we do and, and for the mm-hmm. most part, like how we, we try to mix it up every now and then. Uh, next one is Healthy Living by Chamber Nickname. This show is amazing. By taking advice, I lost 40 pounds. Oh yeah, and sometimes they talk about some pokey thing. <laughs> I like how, I also like how our living, our healthy living was like, like, Maybe less than two minutes in every episode, and like it's become this running joke. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, next review is More Kale, Less Gluten by Him Noah. Who are Hi, you? I'm no, Hi, I'm Noah. Hi, I'm Noah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hi, I'm Noah. That's why you're here, Travis. Yeah. Uh, this is. Whoa, this review is epic long. Uh, this is an awesome, balanced podcast about Pokemon that everyone can enjoy. I'd say it's ideal for the casual, yeah, Pokemon fan who is interested in the competitive side of Poke stuffs, but not weirdly and strangely obsessed like some people can be. Yeah. This is the where I interject and explain that when Steve just said, yeah, it was YA, like young adult. Oh, I see. I, see. <laughs> I thought they were just excited to be like, yeah, Pokemon. Yeah. Casual, yeah, Pokemon. Um, <laughs> good call, good call. Yeah, they make a few errors here and there on their Pokemon info. But any mistakes that are made aren't really that important to the average fan. And only really shouldn't upset you if you're a reasonable person. (laughs) I like how our fans just defend us. That's awesome. Uh, These guys help me realize that, yes, you can be a normal mid-20s person who still totally is into Pokemon on the side as just another interest. Though some may complain that the the pod goes off topic every now and then. Those conversations about different interests just reinforce the fact that Pokemon can and should be just another common interest that people can connect over. I'd be more frustrated if all they did was talk about Pokemon. That's a cool aspect of things. Uh, plus the host, <laughs> Steve, that's me, and co-host, Will, uh, no mention of Travis, uh, are great no, follows. I, I am coming up. <laughs> okay, okay. Our great follows on Twitter. And... Uh, and all other social networking sites you can stock them on. Gotta be honest, I don't know much about that Travis guy. <laughs> These guys introduced me to casual to the casual Pokemon community of casual fans with other interests, and I sh- and I wasn't sure existed until I found this podcast. Makes for a great listen on obnoxi- obnoxiously long bicycle training rides, too. 
Smiley face. Subscribe and you won't regret. I like how last time I was all, all whiny that like no one mentions me in the reviews and like people were like, no, you can't just whine and get away with that. So when all of them that mention me, it's all like, yeah, I don't really know. It's just sort of a blank slate. <laughs> the tabula rasa of Pokemon ghosts. Uh, the ditto. They're not going to let me get away with that. Uh, this is a great podcast by ASL Ocarina. I've been listening to It's Super Effective since episode 92 or 93. I, thought, I was born since year 92 or 93. <laughs> when I first read this review, I thought they've been listening since 92 or 93, and I was like, we haven't been around that long. <laughs> That's how hardcore they are. Um, I've listened to every episode since then. SBJ and friends cover a variety of topics within the Pokemon, uh, Pokemon world, such as current news, video games, TCG, and so on. If only I could be that great. Anyways, I hope the podcast keeps going. Thanks. All right, guys, we got three more for you. Keep up the amazing <laughs> job, guys, by Black Babies in Your Mouth. <laughs> that is their username. I think I said it right. Moving I on. I think I can that one. I don't even know what that means, and I know I can't condone that. <laughs> I don't think putting babies in your mouth is ever really a good idea. No. Regardless of their heritage. They could taste good, though. Um, I love listening to you guys on my drive to work. Always makes me laugh. It's great that you guys talk about all aspects of Pokemon. However, I would love if you guys could talk a little bit more about the anime. Uh, we've gotten that request before. That's something we do need to work on. Yeah. Uh, I need to start watching the anime. Yeah. We talked about, uh, we talked about organs. That was good. I think we, we talked about organs. I think we all liked organs. Uh, I hope we get more people saying we mispronounce origins. <laughs> yeah, I hope that's, I hope that's yeah. something that happens. That's such a good thing. SBJ, you always have a new episode every week, and I cannot thank you enough for all the hard work you put in the podcast. Not too, me, not too many people could pull off what you have done for the past four years. Keep up the great work. May all the may the all may the almighty, <laughs> may the almighty Helix giveth many blessings unto you. P.S. Travis sounds attract like an attractive beast. Yeah, yeah. There you go, Travis, you got a good comment. There you go. I don't know if I want to sound like a beast. <laughs> regardless of like that. regardless of whether the like the Hydra creature that I am is an attractive <laughs> one, I think I'd rather just be a human. Uh, uh pretty good show by Idiot Tank, Idiot Tank, Idiot Ank. This is one where I'm not gonna be able to help you. I, I think that was the best I could do. Uh, I like this podcast. It's pretty inclusive as far as Pokemon goes. I would have given it five stars if not for the Gen 3 and Charizard hate. Gen 3 had player housing, and Charizard was my first level 100 Pokemon back when I was 10 years old in 99. Fair enough, fair enough. You can take your fire dragon right out of my house, idiot ink. I love you. Fair enough. Hey, we, we talked about Gen 3 today. We talked about Gen 3 yeah. and not Gen 4. There's some credit there. And I didn't even talk about how I don't like Gen 3. <laughs> uh, yeah. Gen 3. I'll play I like it. it. It's just of, of the game. I like it. I mean, because it's Pokemon, it's awesome. But of the Pokemon games, it's my least favorite. I mean, everybody has to have a least favorite, right? Right. I And that, that's it. I'm just saying. Uh, I think we would all play it again if they remade it. I don't oh, think, I totally would. I don't think yeah. none of us here would be like, oh, 
Gen three. Skip. No. Give I yeah. I I would buy it and I would play it and I would love it. I'm gonna put some. Not, I mean, it could even be better than you know. I'm, I'm gonna put some speculation out there because mm-hmm. Pokemon's only almost twenty years old, if I'm not mistaken. They're that like, sounds right. Yeah. They're like Still sixteen or seventeen. Came out. I would say on the twentieth yeah, like, anniversary that they are going to remake Red and Blue for whatever platform exists at the time. Because I Red I, and Blue, Red and Blue, not Ruby Sapphire, not Ruby Sapphire. I'm saying for the, so we need another Red and Blue remake. Yeah, I'm saying for the twentieth anniversary we're going to get Red and Blue because I would figure at that time because we probably won't have the 3ds anymore, right? We won't right. have the 3ds anymore. We'll have something else. So we'll cut off all communications to Fire Red and Leaf Green. Mm-hmm. And at some point... No, because the uh, I think the implication is that PokeBank is going to be an eternal. Yeah, it's going to be eternal. So you can still keep... It's like it'll be even the next system. I think is the... Like when they advertise it, they're like, send your boxes, your, your endless boxes of Pokemon to your progeny seven generations in the future. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking on the aspect of like, let's pretend, uh, let's pretend black and white or more importantly, X and Y were somebody's first Pokemon game. And now okay. they want, they want to collect them all and they've never played mm-hmm. the old ones. And since mm-hmm. there's new hardware, it's very hard to find the old ones. So as okay. like a yeah. kill two birds with one stone, yeah. They're going to remake Red and Blue and to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Red and Blue. I think you're full of, well, that insult doesn't really work if I don't even say the words correctly. I think you're full of crap. Yeah, well, I mean, we have a couple of years to, to wait, but I'm, I'm, just, I'm just throwing it out there. Mm. I mean, a lot of people are like, bring Red and Blue to the eShop so we can download it and have it on our 3DS like other Game Boy games. But I would never want to play Red and Blue in that aspect because of, first, how broken the game is when it comes to critical hits and that kind of stuff. But would, Yeah, as much as I rag on Gen 3, Gen 1 is unplayable <laughs> at this point, in my opinion. Um, but I wouldn't... Good, good game at the time, but it's just so dated now. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to invest like 40 hours into a game with Pokemon that I couldn't bring to bank. Yeah. If they were like, if they opted, like, air quote, updated red and blue, so it was like, uh, it's still red and blue, it's still pixeled, but we, we, we changed some of the stuff, fixed, mm-hmm. fixed some of the issues, gave you bank, but you're still playing it in pixel format. I would love that. Um, but after, maybe, maybe I'm just on the, like, the Twitch plays Pokemon bandwagon, but mm-hmm. watching them go through Kanto, I'm just like, man, like, this is hitting my childhood so hard right now. <laughs> So hard, and 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 to be fair, I, I I feel like that's what a lot of Gen Three people are like. That same mm-hmm. thing of like that game just hit them in the right spot, and it didn't yeah. hit me or you. Uh, but man, Kanto, like seeing it over again, so good. Uh, I think we have one more review. It is by Moo I'm a Fox, which I think they left us a review before. Either that, or they have like two iTunes account, and they want another shout out. But this is a different review. I did check into it. Um, so I used Quick Claw by Moo I'm a Fox. Thank you, Steve, for your hard work and effort that go in, that goes into every episode. From what I've heard, in some episodes you've missed sleep due to work being done on the podcast site or just other projects. Your dedication is much appreciated by both me and other listeners. 
Thank you, Travis, Kenny, Will, Jay, Will, David, Saul, Aaron, Irene, Adrian, Kid, and any other co-hosts. Uh, I cannot recall at the moment. I appreciate the time that you give from your day to bring humor into mine. When I hear any of those names, and ha- when I hear any of those names, fond memories of humor come to mind. Thank you for making oh, my wow. life more enjoyable. And I spent a lot of time listening to the show. I guess you could say it was super effective. P.S. I would like some team building advice. <laughs> I have a 5 Ivy Noibat and Abra. And they have the stats here. Both level mm-hmm. 1. How would you recommend I raise these Pokemon? And some strategy advice would uh, I would like to request. Also, I like unorthodox strategies and need advice before I start training these pocket monsters. Travis, can I put you on the spot with that one? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, Noibat is best as, like, um, it, it's good as a lead, and it can be good, like, um, on a free switching, so you're going to want things like, you're going to want to run things like Draco Meteor, and I think people do Hurricane on it, too, but you can just go Air Slash, I think it gets that as well. Um, so you're going to want, for both of these, you're going to want maximum special attack and speed EVs. Um, I mean, the nature sounds like it's already determined because you hatched them. Um, so you, neither of them are going to benefit from any defensive or HP investment given how frail but both of them are you just want to take advantage of how fast um, and, uh, I know. and how powerful uh, the evolution of Noibat uh, he was in the Kalos 10 though and there's a, there's a move list for that in the Kalos 10 which you can't go to because the site's down but once it goes up you can check that out but then for Abra... Uh, so it's, it's Noibat and Noivern, yeah. Yeah, Noivern, yeah. For Abra, though, because you can have Mega Alakazam. Mm-hmm. Is there any... Both of them are going to have the same spread in terms of IVs and EVs. Um, at least to my knowledge, that's usually what people do, and that's what makes the most sense to me. Um, although if you, want, if you don't want to... A lot of people say that Alakazam is better... Um, than Mega Alakazam because what Alakazam does that's really cool is it can use mm, I'm gonna get it wrong Magic Guard I always mix up all the magic blank ability like Magic Guard and Magic Bounce but it gets Magic Guard so it doesn't take um, damage from it doesn't take any indirect damage like Toxic Stealth Rocks that sort of thing so you can switch it in and not take Stealth Rock damage and give it a Focus Sash guaranteed to to live with one hit um, and then you can come back with like a strong psychic or focus blast or something like that, uh, and usually get a kill, um, which is really good utility. Um, but Mega Alakazam gets synchronized, or no, it gets trace, which is the one where you take the ability of the the Pokemon you're going up against. So even though it does have the increase in uh, power, it do- it loses its ability to be um, versatile like uh, Alakazam, but. Um, it is very good. It's like a late game sweeper. So they just sort of occupy different roles. There you go. You could always teach your Alex Sam what's that move that switches abilities. Role play. I like that move. It's probably not very good, but I like it. I think it can learn role it's, play. They're like, they're like interesting double strategy strategies with role play. Yeah. Uh, cool. That's uh, that are all. That's all the reviews we have. We still have international reviews to do. So if you did leave us an international review, we will get to it. We promise. If you do want a shout out, uh, just leave us a review in iTunes. If even if you don't use iTunes, just open it up, install it, leave us a review, uninstall it. That's fine. Uh, if you're against that, you can also leave us a review on Stitcher. 
once we get more than like two or three reviews on Stitcher, we'll compile them together and we'll read those as well. Uh, but we can move to our Pokemon of the week, uh, which this week will be uh, uh, to celebrate the the time we spent with Sir Digrat. This Pokemon of the week <laughs> will be Raticade, which is not that good of a Pokemon overall. Super Fang, Steve, come on. Super Fang. And I actually did not like Raticate at all uh, until until Pokemon uh, Twitch plays Pokemon, which is cool because it's it's definitely made me appreciate Pokemon that I wouldn't have otherwise, like uh, like Omanyte and Raticate, and reminded me of how cool uh, Pidgeot was, even though it's not that good of a Pokemon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think there's a lot of other better bird Pokemon, if I'm not mistaken. But Raticate has pretty terrible stats. Uh, well, let's start with its abilities. It has uh, Runaway, Guts, and then if you get its hidden ability, it's Hustle. I believe Hustle increases your attack by 50%, but decreases your accuracy by 20? I think you definitely have the, the rest of it. I'm not sure about the numbers, but that sounds right. Um, um, but I'll look it up. Yep, increases the user's attack stat by 50%, but lowers the accuracy of the user's physical moves. So if you're like a mix sweeper, I guess, only the uh, physical moves are reduced by 20%. Special moves and status moves are unaffected by Hustle. I think I, I, think I only knew that because I ran a Durant with Hustle, and then I no, gave I it like Wise Glasses, which increases your accuracy by 10%. No, that's why... Uh, Wide lens, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Wise glasses is the one that increases special attacks by ten percent. I think. Okay. Um, I didn't know this. Uh, outside of battle from Emerald onwards, if a Pokemon with Hustle is leading the party, the chance of encountering a higher level Pokemon uh, will increase by fifty percent. It shares this effect with Pressure and Vital Spirit. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Then we have uh, Guts, which I believe is if you're poisoned or burned, your attack stat goes up by 50%. Or paralyzed. It's, it's any uh, major status effect. It doesn't really affect sleep or fro- frozen, obviously. But And for our listeners, because I think there's a big misconception with burn, because burn normally decreases your attack mm-hmm. by 50%, but not when you have Guts. Is that, um, is that correct? Uh, yeah, so Guts negates the attack drop from the burn and increases it by the 50%. Um, so you don't have to... It's not like having the burn makes it a, makes it a wash back at zero or whatever. Um, it actually does increase it the same way as if you had given it like a toxic orb instead. And then I don't think anyone would use Runaway for competitive battles because it's purely... An outside of battle thing. Yeah. It just lets you run away from encounters easier. Yeah. So, I, we already said this before, uh, Raticade uh, in Twitch Plays Pokemon, which uh, was also named Dig Rat or Big Dig or Big Rat, uh, was known for its move of Dig. Uh, thank gosh, still to this day, it can still learn Dig. Travis, if, if you were to raise a your own dig rat, would you give him dig? Would that be a good move for No. No, no. dig is a terrible move. Um, <laughs> honestly, I was joking before, but Super Fang is an interesting move. That's the one that will deal half um, 
of the remaining HP. Um, so like if they have full HP, it'll, do, it'll be a guaranteed 50%. It could actually be a pretty good um, way to break through like a wall or something, something that's going to have a whole bunch of uh, defense so you can do half of it and then hope for the rest of the heal the next turn. It's sort of gimmicky, um, but I mean, if you're running Raticate, you sort of need to get desperate because it's, <laughs> it's Raticate. It gets Sucker Punch, very good move. So maybe like Super Fang, Return, uh, no, Super Fang, Double Edge, um, Sucker Punch, um, Me first. Something for the last one. Oh, if you're doing guts, you could you should do facade instead of um, you should do facade instead of uh, double edge. And then I guess for the last move, something like you could do U-turn. It'd be cool. What about like what about like wild charge? Yeah, that'd be good for coverage too. Because you get the get the stab or you get the fifty percent boost on that. Radicate has a crazy wide variety of moves, like. Who knew it yeah. could learn Ice Beam, and Thunderbolt, and Thief, and Grass Knot, and U-Turn, Flame Wheel, and Final Gambit. Final Gambit's an interesting move. What do you What do you feel about a U-Turning Raticade? Um, I think that's that's one special Raticade. <laughs> I don't near and dear to my heart. Isn't uh, I? I read somewhere that its speed's not good because like most speed is at ninety nine, and he has a ninety seven. I don't know if that's if that's true or not. I don't follow Smogon as closely as others. Yeah, that speed is 97, which isn't good, but then again, it's also its highest stat, so you have to bank on something. <laughs> What's, like, the average good speed? How do you know you're in a good speed for Pokemon? What's the golden number you need to be? Um, you want to... You kind of want to break 100, at least, for if you want it to outspeed things. I mean, not every Pokemon you want to outspeed things, right? Like, um, Excadrill is still very useful, and it's not that fast, or and it's still like, considered like an offensive Pokemon. Um, and then, of course, your walls—it doesn't matter if they go first or second. So, so if you're looking for speed, you want to break a hundred. There we go. Uh, so That's tri- my rule of thumb, I guess. Fair enough. Uh, trivia in Gen One and Two: Radicate, Radicate's catch rate was ninety. It has now changed to 127 from Gen 3 on onwards. So if you're looking for a dig rat, it's easier to catch them. Uh, Raticate is the only Pokemon that shares its national Pokedex number with the level at which it evolves from its pre-evolution. That's a pretty cool fact. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it evolves at level 20 and its national dex number is yeah. 20. Um, and then if you want to know where it's, it came from, it resembles a muskrat, a semi-aquatic rodent, due to its large teeth, whiskers, fur, and body shape. The scruffy ears looks like those of a guinea pig. Its web feet are very similar to a koi poo. Koi poo? Koi poo? A South American... Yeah, you got me there. I don't know. Uh, that was my best thing I could do, guys. I can pronounce the Raticate's name right, but not the animals it's based off of. Um, and if you want a shiny Raticate, it is just more brown than brown. It's like a deeper brown. It's a dig-worthy brown, I would say. It's a little redder. Yeah. So there you go. Raticate. 
the mouse Pokemon. Uh, I believe that's the mouse Pokemon. The you know, you thought Pikachu was your mouse. You're on. Travis, uh, it's the end of the show. So this is uh, the time where you can tell our listeners mm-hmm. where to find you. Twitter.com slash the Travis W. If you guys want, you can follow me on Twitter. It is uh, twitter.com slash dragging a lake. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. You can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash PKMNCast. If you want to be on the show, uh, just head over to Facebook and uh, like and share our post. That'll get you a chance to be on the show with us. Uh, we would advise you to catch up on Twitch Plays Pokemon if you haven't done so already. Uh, we mentioned earlier, if you wanted to help out with the site, you can email me at sbj at pokemonpodcast.com, and the site should be back up by the end of the week. Uh, also, uh, just a quick shout out, there's this new social networking system called, uh, Turtles, Turtle Seed, like turtle as in a squirtle, uh, seed as in a dot. turtleseed.com, it's, it's like Twitter, Except uh, your your tw- your seeds, which are your tweets, they disappear after three days. That's pretty much its gimmick. Uh, it's very new and it's uh, it's open. So if you want to give that a try, there is a lot of Pokemon people on it right now, just because I tweeted it earlier. So uh, Turtle Seed, uh, that'll that'll get you going. Otherwise, just, just a little heads up. I, they're supposed to be fixing it, but. Um... When you click, as of now, if you click the "Find Friends" button, it sends uh, an email to everyone in your in your Gmail contacts list, including all of Travis's professors and all of the friends of Trent with Travis's grandmother. So that's um, a thing that happened to me, um, which you should probably avoid if you want to do it. Yeah, they, uh, they said that was supposed if, if to you, happen. If you want to if you want to risk it, you can follow me. It's just at Travis. And you can follow me on Turtle Seed. Uh, I'm just at SBJ. So uh, it's cool because it's new, and uh, there are a lot of uh, cool usernames to grab. So there you go. Otherwise, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Dun, dun, dun. Good night, everyone.